What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. If you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on my show. Like the two that I have joining me today, I'm super excited. These women, I have two moms on my show, but they are not only in the education industry, they're counselors, they're speakers, they're authors, and I'm excited for them to share what they have going on right now because it's this huge movement called the Parent Compass, and I'm really excited to have them on. So the first person is Cynthia Muchnick, and the other one is Jen. Curtis, thank you both for ha- uh, coming on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Now let me do this because I, I know each of you got a very thorough background bio, and I want to give each of you an opportunity to just kind of share your experience or share your background as to what your experience is, and not only in dealing with with kids, but also you know your kind of your educational background too, because you got you got you both are are very highly educated. And I want I want people to know that and then also kind of speak to what you're doing now. So if we could just start off with um, Cindy, if you could, if you could just start and just kind of give me a, a brief bio on on you and, and also about your family as well. Okay, sounds good. So I'm Cindy Muchnick. Um, I'm a bit of an older mom, I think I have actually a 23 year old son who has gone through the college experience and is now a high school teacher in Boston. I have a son that's a college sophomore. I have a son that is a just finished his sophomore year of high school. And then I have a daughter who just graduated from eighth grade. So I guess I have two high schoolers and a college student and a college graduate. So I started with my mom credentials, but I guess my professional credentials would be um, I did. Jen and I aren't big on announcing our colleges because we don't want to intimidate or make anyone feel you know, uncomfortable by that. But I did do my undergraduate work at Stanford where I worked as a tour guide and then um, started working in college admissions in the Midwest uh, for a few years before I started my own private college counseling business um, in educational consulting, which is where I met Jen. And through the years, I've been a writer of a lot of education titles um, about study skills, college essay writing, and the Parent Compass, which you'll learn more about today. Um, so I just, I love working with teens. I love speaking to parent groups um, and, you know, have enjoyed the challenges and ups and downs and trials and tribulations of being a parent that, you know, is navigating this tricky journey of, you know, raising, raising tweens and teens. Right. Well, that's awesome. I did, I did not know you had four kids, three sons. I have two sons, as you know, you, you the, the three of us, for those that are listening, the three of us have gotten to know each other over the last month or so. So um, I, I had the opportunity of being on their show. And um, so they know that I have two boys, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. My, my older son just graduated college. My younger son, it just, you know, he'll be starting his sophomore year in college. He's taking some summer courses right now um, to kind of get a head start. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a crazy journey, crazy journey. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> excited where we're at now because my wife and I are just on the cusp of being this, these empty nesters. And uh, so I'm excited about that. But I mean, it's interesting that you have one out of college, one in college, one in high school, and the other one just about to start high school. Um, yeah. You kind of got all spectrums going on there. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Jen, obviously, uh, on to you. I mean, a little bit more bio yeah. background about yourself uh, and then also about your family as well. Yeah. So um, I will start with my family. I live in San Clemente, California. 
uh, with my husband, Mike, and my daughter, Zoe, who is seven years old. She will be eight in 32 days, <laughs> which she reminds me every morning. Um, and then Corinne, who is five. I am an educational consultant here in Orange County. Um, I've owned FutureWise Consulting for the past 12 years, um, and I've been working with teens since 2005. I am a speaker and um, a podcast host along with Cindy, and I've worked with hundreds of high school students from across the country on academic planning and the college admission process. Um, I also come to this field with a background in mental health and research. I did my undergraduate in psychology at UCLA, and then I went on to get a master's degree in social work. And so I really infuse that mental health piece, that kind of perspective in my work with my students now. And I'm really mostly passionate about really empowering them through what really is a growth and self-discovery process. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up as far as mental health goes, because uh, obviously with the year that we had this past year, I could imagine that you probably had a handful of not only parents, but but students um, seeking, I guess, guidance from you or help from you on dealing with different aspects that they're going through because they were going through something brand new to them. Uh, and I know that it was a struggle for not only my boys, but, uh, you know, dads that I talk to on my show, they've, they've acknowledged the struggle, not only for parents, but for students. So, uh, I mean, it's huge. And I think with the impact that COVID had on all of us, um, it's remarkable what you're doing. So I'm, I'm glad that you touched on that. Awesome. Now, obviously we got to move right. I mean, we got, we're going to jump right in because I'm dying to know a lot more about what this movement is all about, and I'm sure that my listeners would love to hear it, uh, but you've written a book called The Parent Compass, which which uh, you guys have graciously uh, offered to give out a, co- a free copy to any of my listeners uh, that is uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll put on my social media for, for and kind of take a contest to see who, get, who gets the book. But uh, it's an autographed book, and uh, so I'm, I, first of all, thank you for that. Second, Let's dive right in. The Parent Compass. Where did it come from? How did it start? Why are you doing it? What's the importance behind it? Whoever wants to jump in first, is, uh, feel free. I, I think I'll jump in on this one real quick. Um, I, I felt bad actually. Jen also mentioned her husband. How could I have introduced myself without saying I've had a partner in this process for the last almost seven years um, who I met in college, my husband, Adam. So I just want to give a shout out to him. Um, And the dads out there who are rolling up their sleeves and, you know, really in it, you know, and and listening to your show to try to kind of do better and, and, and self-improve. So the book, The Parent Compass came really out of a deep desire to equip parents with, you know, a toolbox and skills to help navigate this world that is now pretty uncertain, but also rather competitive in the middle school and high school years leading and culminating in the college admission process. And, in March of 2019, when the college admission scandal, also known as Operation Varsity Blues, went down, Jen and I um, picked up our phones immediately and spent days on the phones to each other saying, you know, this, you know, media circus and these parents who just crossed so many inappropriate lines just needed to somehow be remedied or stopped. Things that seemed to have just gotten spun so far out of control. And so our goal in the Parent Compass was really to create a guide to help parents stay on the right side of the process, but also 
to help equip these families to be sure that they can ensure the mental health of their tweens and teens. And that's where why Jen and I partnered together on this project, which has been really exciting and rewarding. We interviewed teachers and and uh, thought leaders and counselors and uh, you know authors and psychologists to really pull together the best resources out there to equip parents with ways that they can self-improve. That's great. Now, Jen, did you want to uh, add to that? Cindy actually covered um, most of it. You know, we we saw parents in our lines of work who really were asking us for the tools to go through the high school years while maintaining communication with their kids, while um, coming out of it intact, but they just didn't have those tools. Um, And in fact, we actually had a reader who wrote to us and said, this is the book that they need to give every parent at the hospital (laughs) when they have a baby, just so they can keep it with them and, and pull it back out when they get to those tween and teen years because we really do a deep dive in offering practical suggestions for families. And we understand that some of them are going to work for some families and some of them aren't going to work for others. And that's fine. We invite families to kind of try on all the different strategies um, and see what works best for their family. Mm, that's great. Now, I know that, were you going to say something, Cindy? I was just going to say, Jen's so lucky that she has much younger kids because she's getting to benefit so much more from the work and research we did together. And we definitely share in the book the mistakes that we've both made in our families along the way. We use, you know, real anecdotes from students we've worked with and from our own experiences as moms, as well as these, you know, other experts that have weighed in. But we do not, you know, pretend to be perfect at this. It is always a work in progress. And, you know, we're struggling to do the best we can as parents. And Jen's going to, you know, raise these kids that have followed the Parent Compass movement from such a young age. So I'm a little bit jealous, Jen. Yeah, she's she's got a bit of an advantage right now, uh, for sure. But, you know, I think it's I think that's so important. And I, I I'm excited that you guys did this book because, uh, you know, just coming from myself, I, I think back to when my boys were in high school and some of the struggles that they went through as teenagers and even even being this, you know, I'm I, I would I would classify myself as a professional dad because I'm just all in. Right. <laughs> but even being a professional dad, I still struggled with some of the things that they were going through, like I didn't know what to do or how to handle it. And one of the areas was even just dealing with college. And that's huge. I mean, just from SATs, ACTs, what's the right college? Where should they, I mean, how to apply? I mean, all those different things are so important and can be so stressful on the parents. I mean, aside from the students, the students just go, yeah, I just want to go to college. They don't really, you know, they feel the pressure, but they don't really know the deep down pressure behind. And I think parents really struggle with that um, more so than the kids do. Uh, So I think this is remarkable. Thank you. Well, very cool. Now, I guess I would have to kind of, you know, I lean on you guys as professionals, even though you like to admit that we're, you know, you you make mistakes. We're all human. We're not perfect at this. No one is. But in your guys' professional opinions, where do you feel is the biggest challenge for parents today with their teens? I think this is such a big question. Um, and I, I don't know that there's necessarily one biggest thing, um, but I do think that one of the biggest challenges is the distracted lives and the busyness that we're all experiencing, the racing here and there. This did get a little bit better, I think, during the pandemic where we were forced to have family time. But I don't know about you guys. I feel like 
now that we're, you know, normalizing a bit, I feel like we have jumped right back into that busyness Mm. and that (laughs) distraction. And I just, I feel like everyone is always on our phones. We're always doing three things at once and our attention is always divided. And what happens is that then that leads to not being present and not being in the moment with our kids, even though maybe we are physically available, um, we're really unavailable when it comes to our attention and being present. And so, you know, I think some of it too is kind of that idea of keeping up with the Joneses and the competitive parenting and the, the, you know, everyone else is doing it mentality when it comes to you know, over tutoring and, you know, being super, super, super involved in sports to where you're practicing seven days a week. And it kind of creates this cycle where we're just exhausted and we're running on fumes, but, um, and and our kids are as well, um, but maybe not necessarily ever fully fulfilled. So I see that as a really big problem. Yeah. I think also Brian, um, and maybe you and I can relate to this a little bit more having kids that are a little bit older, but, you know, and Jen, I know has worked with you know, teens for all these years. So she certainly has her finger on the pulse of what's going on. But in terms of in the home and the parenting side of raising tweens and teens, what I find interesting as a parent is how different we um, parent our first from our last children, if we have more than one. And um, I think that, you know, some of the mistakes that we sometimes make with our older kids, we get that wisdom, um, you know, to, to do things a little bit differently as we move down the line to, and we also lose some steam and lose some tension and anxiety and and all those things. I I always say it's really easy to spot a parent of a first child in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm still the parent of a first child, even though my first child is 23, I'm still learning, you know, how to parent a young adult or an adult at that matter. Uh, So we're only, I guess, as good or as knowledgeable as our oldest child, but That being said, um, you know, there are so many, I agree with Jen's challenges, social media, I think, you know, is just one of the trickiest and the more most complex and complicated. Um, We have a whole chapter devoted to that in our book that was actually our hardest chapter to write because we couldn't write a book on, you know, navigating with tweens and teens without addressing it. But we really had to turn to experts for that chapter because it was so hard to, you know, delve into that content. You know, books and books have been written just about social media alone. Um, so I would say that was probably one of the biggest challenges. And then, you know, COVID, certainly <laughs> no one could have anticipated what kinds of challenges that would pose. And I agree with Jen that I hope we can retain some of the things we learned from, you know, the benefit of slowing down and don't have to necessarily go back to high, high intensity and high, high full force when, you know, things fully return to normal. Well, I'm glad that, uh, first of all, Jen, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a huge topic. I'm a part of a bunch of different, you know, I'm in various, through Clubhouse and stuff, I'm in various rooms and talking about different things like social media and distractions with our kids. It is a huge, huge issue. And it's only getting worse as technology advances and, and these different programs and apps and things come out, it's only getting worse. And adding on to that, you know, I was speaking of, you know, the pandemic earlier, I mean, just the fact that our kids had to learn to adapt and be online to do their, to learn, to be in in school. They had to learn how to be online in school. And um, when you're talking about like with Jen, with your kids, eight and five-year-old, I mean, that's hard for them to do, uh, to sit through a class on their their iPad or their computer. Um, So those distractions uh, 
are huge. And now that we're coming out of that pandemic, that we we would like those distractions to be kind of eliminated, but people have started to get used to them. I'm hearing now just from the high school level, I coach basketball um, at the high school level, and I'm hearing from teachers at this high school that students don't want to come back now because they're yeah. so used to being yeah. online that it just don't want to be back in the classroom. And that yeah. impacts uh, not only the public schools due to funding, but it also impacts private schools too. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's that's, hard, that's heartbreaking. Um, we've been hearing that too. And unfortunately what's gone along hand in hand with kids being at home is kind of a cheating epidemic of kids, you know, because they've spent so many hours behind closed doors that it's just easier to share answers and it's easier to, you know, find, you know, information on the internet and school has become in some ways, you know, just not what, not that engagement, intellectual curiosity and that classroom, you know, behind having the kind of screen in front of you as a literal screen dividing you between you and your teacher can create its own whole set of other issues. But I mean, I think the sooner we can get kids back into a more normal school day. I mean, my kids were so exhausted when they started going back to a version of live learning. They they have gotten on different sleep patterns. They don't know what it's like to get up and shower. And like, that's the normal thing is get up and shower and go to school and interact with people your age. And, you know, all of that um, has really fatigued kids in a different way because rolling out of bed and, and doing it at your, you know, from your bed is is, right. is certainly different. So I do hope that you know, with the athletics and the work you're doing on the sports court, you know, we just can get kids back outside and back into classrooms and preserve the good stuff about school and hopefully eliminate some of the bad habits that might have come, um, you know, as byproduct of COVID. Yeah, my, my wife's a, a junior high teacher at a private school here in, in the city where I live. And, and she said it was a challenge. It was it was more exhausting being an online teacher than it was just being in the classroom. And then when they went to this hybrid system where they had, they gave the choice to the parents, whether they wanted to bring their, their kids back or have them just stay online. Some chose to stay online and some chose to be back in the classroom. So my wife ended up having kids that were not only in the classroom, but she was having to live stream two kids that were still at home. So yeah. she was having to do both. And that was just a challenge. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a struggle. And I hope that things go back just as, as you said, Cindy. Well, very cool. Now through your careers, obviously you both are moms, you're both are dedicated moms, but you're also dedicated to helping other moms or parents. What have you learned that has helped you be better moms with your kids? Just in, just in, you know, through your, the things that you've learned, you know, you, whether it's your education or the platforms you've been a part of, the speaking, the books, what, what is it? What, what have you learned that has helped you to become better, better moms? I think um, one of, one of the things that really was a catalyst for writing this book, aside from Operation Varsity Blues, was the fact that we were seeing so many kids come into our offices whose parents had overparented to the point where the kids had no voice and they didn't have an opinion. And they were sort of like little robots being led through their lives. And so I think the biggest thing that I took from that, that I really started instilling in my kids in, in the way that I could and could understand it was through kind of helping them to develop self-advocacy skills and really paying attention to when I speak over them and forcing myself to pull back and zip my lips and let them speak for themselves before I do. And then I think also, um, and this is maybe in particular for the research that we did for writing The Parent Compass, but another thing that I've really tried to 
employ with my kids is encouraging a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. So that means helping my kids to look at things like intelligence and aptitudes as things that can grow when they nurture them, as opposed to a fixed mindset, meaning you know, they believe that they are either smart or they are not smart and nothing they can do can change that, you know, which can then lead to fear of failure and fear of, um, you know, taking risks. So I would say that those are maybe the two biggest things that I've tried to employ. And then there's also goal setting. I'm a really firm believer in goal setting and setting intention. And my experience in the therapeutic setting also, you know, kind of relates to that as well. So that's something that I learned in my career that I try to help facilitate in my family. Awesome. What about you, Cindy? You know, um, I don't know if my kids would agree with what I'm about to say. (laughs) It's one that I'm continuing to try to practice, but I've, I've been really good at being a talker through most of my life. And um, this book and Jen working with Jen and, you know, trying to hone in more on my kids and, and um, is to just learn to be a better listener. And we devote again, a chapter to kind of listening and question asking. And they sort of go hand in hand, um, listening really deeply to what it is, you know, our kids are trying to communicate to us and not jumping in to either fix or solve or advise, but to just really hear and sit with that and then know how to ask those good, you know, kind of open-ended questions that, you know, Jen or someone with a, you know, therapy, you know, background is probably better at the, uh uh-huh, tell me more, you know, give me a little more, you know, where, what do you think is a good solution? You know, kind of just being present. And, um, and I guess, you know, the the cherry on top on that is that, you know, Jen and I both say in the book that, you know, it's their turn. It's our kids' turn to be teens and tweens. So let's let them have their turn to figure out some of these things, to make the mistakes, to falter, to fail. And let's just sit through that with them and just let them know we support them through it. But the best way we can do that is to really deeply listen and then to ask some open-ended questions so that they get to get it off their chests. Mm, I absolutely love both of what you guys shared it is very, very similar it interlinks with each other um, <laughs> in that giving our kids the voice uh, and allowing our kids to not necessarily have to step in and kind of be that helicopter parent over everything, but allowing them to make mistakes and learn from them. It was so important for me as a dad with my boys that I, I stepped in when I needed to, if it involved getting, getting them in a situation where they could get hurt, whether mentally or physically, obviously those kind of situations, you have to step in as a parent. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no way around it. If your kid's about to run out in the street and there's a car coming, you're going to scream and you're right and yell and grab mm-hmm. your kid as fast as you can. But on the, uh, when I'm dealing with the normal things that they go through as teenagers, um, sometimes we do, there are times, many times that you have to allow your kids to fail to struggle, to mess up. I love that you guys share that because it's so important. Even as teenagers, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, they're going to make mistakes and it's okay, mom and dad. It's okay for them to make mistakes. Just be there. Like you said, Cynthia, uh, Cindy, excuse me, like you said, let, allow them to, but let them know you're there to support them. Yeah. If they make mistakes, you have their back 100%. We're, we're going long, but I'm going to dive into one more question because I'm dying to know what it is from both of you. <laughs> Um, this is a question that that near and dear to me because I, I I often ask this question of my boys as they grew up and even now I ask them, but it's a question that I ask all my dads on the show. If I were to ask your kids, tell me something about your mom, 
what would you think your kids would say about you? And let's go with Cindy first. Oh gosh, that's such a loaded one. What would they say about me? I hope, I hope that they would say that I'm trying really hard. (laughs) I'm doing my best and that I am, I really see who they are, that I'm not trying to change them to be something they're not, or to be like me, that I support what excites them. And, um, that, you know, as a mom, I'm doing my best because they've seen me at my best and they see me at my worst. And, you know, at my best, it can just be electric when we're all just kind of connecting and the synapses are going. And at my worst, I can be reduced to tears, which they've also seen. But I hope that they would say, my mom's doing the best she can. She's trying hard. (laughs) She's trying so hard that she wants to help other parents too. And, um, you know, I know they would say I talk too much. I do know that, you know, so do my, so do my classmates and my school teachers and, you know, even some of my girlfriends. So, you know, the good with the bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Jen, how about you? That's funny. I have a good, a a good with the bad as well. So (laughs) I, I, I hope they would say that I love them first and foremost. And then I think that they would say that I work very hard on the good end but I'm pretty sure that they would also say that I'm always on my computer on the bad end (laughs) Um, so those go hand in hand but um, good and bad so yeah that's awesome that's great I always love to hear other parents um, thoughts on what they and you know what if you guys have not asked your kids do it ask your kids even your 23 year old Cindy ask him I'm going Um, to I'm gonna gonna ask him he's gonna be (laughs) home (laughs) <laughs> because it's 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 so cool to you know they'll be honest kids kids they don't care they're going to be honest with you um they may they may say something some joking remark but they will be honest and it's something that I try to make a habit of doing I think I'm uh, in a group, time. I'm in a group text them all right now yeah, I don't know if I can wait till I see them <laughs> I'm going I'm to ask mine when I pick them up from school. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well listen it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know both of you. Uh, I'm super excited for the journey that you guys are on. And if there's anything I can do to further support you, uh, please let me know. You obviously have my number. You can reach out to me anytime. But I just, I I enjoyed the conversation and uh, I'm looking forward to continuing our friendship going forward. So thank you both very much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, for all you're doing for dads out there. Dads, stay strong, stay in it, you know, do your best. (laughs) This book's for you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, I, I meant to ask you guys, where, where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, maybe find the book, learn more about you guys. How can they do that? What's the best place? The easiest, yeah, the easiest is Amazon, the parent compass or anywhere you buy books, your local independent bookstore. And then we have a website, parentcompassbook.com, which kind of has just about everything. And if you're on social media at parent compass is your Instagram and the Parent Compass is your Facebook. We're even on LinkedIn. So you can find us pretty much anywhere, but parentcompass.com is your one-stop shopping for everything. And support uh, indie bookstores. Yes, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, thank you both very much. Um, really enjoyed the conversation and, and looking forward to uh, keeping in touch with both of you. Thanks for having us. Thank it's you. Great to talk to you. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. 
Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Dad Up.